I'm Alexander Hefner, your host on The Open Mind. You're listening to our podcast edition of the program. Tim Weiner is my guest today. He is author of The Folly and the Glory, America, Russia, and Political Warfare. Thanks so much for your time today, Tim. You're welcome. Thank you. Tim, let me ask you, what aspect of your book do you think is most applicable to the ongoing FBI review of foreign interference and the threat of foreign interference um, from the most recent chapter of political warfare, cyber espionage with Russia? Well, the Russians, through their intelligence services, have uh, striven uh, for nearly a a century to subvert the United States, to undermine our faith in democracy, to subvert institutions of government, the State Department, the FBI, the CIA, uh, to get Americans uh, to distrust, not just one another, but those institutions, and to rub salt in the open wounds of our body politic. They have succeeded uh, in great measure uh, over the last four years because they have an ally in the Oval Office of the White House. The president parrots their propaganda, the president amplifies their disinformation, and uh, this is an intelligence coup uh, really unlike any since uh, the Trojans took in that horse. Tim, one of the major failures, uh, as we understand it now, was the Mueller investigation because it refused to answer the question that was top of mind for most Americans and most U.S. senators who were concerned about that uh, foe. Um, and, And that is, what is motivating Donald Trump to be in an alliance with Russia? And based on our knowledge now, Bob Mueller just did not uh, opt to investigate that question as it related to what was motivating Trump business and Donald Trump himself. Well, sadly, Mueller saw this as outside the ambit of his powers as uh, uh, bequeathed him by the Justice Department. And it's a tragic failure. And unfortunately, it'll be in the first line of his obituary. The intelligence officers confronting uh, an unknown uh, understand that there are secrets and there are mysteries. Secrets you can figure out. Mysteries are a little bit harder to divine. It is no secret that Donald Trump kowtows to Vladimir Putin. It is no secret that he parrots his propaganda and amplifies Russian disinformation. It is no secret that he has attacked uh, our international allies and alliances. It is no secret that uh, if, for example, Russians put bounties on the heads of American soldiers in Afghanistan and the intelligence community presents this problem to Trump, he ignores it. The question is why? In writing this book and in subsequently interviewing former directors of central intelligence and veterans of the CIA's Russia operations for my own podcast called Whirlwind, uh, they have several overlapping theories of the case. Maybe it's the money, because isn't it always the money with Trump? Uh, We now know that Trump is personally more than $400 million in debt. To whom is an interesting question. 
Whether the Russians know this before we knew it, that is not. Of course they did, because they have penetrations of the financial institutions uh, uh, that uh, uh, hold Trump's debt right now, like Deutsche Bank. Uh, so that is compromise, compromising information that Putin could hold over Trump. Um, is it ideology? Uh, Trump admires Putin. He is he likes the cut of his jib. Trump is a uh, wannabe autocrat. Maybe uh, he does uh, what Putin uh, uh, would have him do uh, because he wants to be like Putin. Uh, maybe he is as the Russians say, a poezny durak, a useful idiot, in that he advances Russia's goals without really knowing he's doing it. And maybe it's something, some unknowable thing. What all of them agree upon is that Trump has been a target of the Russian intelligence services since he first visited Moscow in 1987. He was then a rich businessman, although not as rich as he would have had us believe, uh, married to a Czech woman to whom he was unfaithful with a pronounced taste for Slavic women, coming to Moscow, uh, trying to build a luxury hotel across Red Square from the Kremlin in partnership with the Soviet government. If the KGB did not target Donald Trump at the time, they would have been criminally negligent. And I think we will know the answer to this mystery when and if the CIA or the FBI identifies the Russian intelligence officer who has seen a thick file with the name D. Trump on its cover and pays him a fortune to divulge its contents. Well, it may be the case that in a potential Biden administration, the new FBI director, uh, you know, potentially, uh, or even Chris Ray feels empowered um, with uh, a new CIA director at the helm to be straight with the American people about what transpired these past four years. Yes, it is a fact, and people have sort of lost track of this fact uh, in the constant barrage of insane uh, events that, that afflict us. It is a fact that it, um, in the days after Donald Trump fired the head of the FBI, Jim Comey, in May 2017, the FBI opened a counterintelligence investigation that sought to determine whether the president of the United States was an agent of the Russian Federation. They launched that investigation. And there is a ghost of a chance, although there's no evidence to support this, that that investigation is still going on in secret. It is... Uh, apparent to everyone who was part of that investigation at the outset that the Justice Department strangled that investigation in its crib, clubbed the body to death, stuffed it in a U.S. Postal Service sack, and threw it in the Potomac. And that investigation needs to be revived because the question of whether Trump was in fact an agent of the Russian government and not simply a useful idiot or an agent of influence. If that is not resolved, it will haunt this country like an incubus. Was he knowingly or unwittingly the Manchurian uh, candidate? Um, and that remains to be seen. But 
because of the extraordinary circumstances of the Mueller investigation and the withdrawal in effect of, of that investigation, a report that was largely not heated. And when, when it was announced, its findings were relegated to the back burner. Um, do you think that in a new administration, there is real potential for what you describe, which is maybe not reopening an investigation or resuming the counterintelligence investigation, but um, if there are documents that would clearly demonstrate um, Donald Trump's relationships in a way that we haven't understood, that they will be divulged, do you think there's any hope that uh, an intelligence community under President Biden would be straightforward with the American public about that. I have not only that hope, but that expectation. Uh, there are no secrets that time will not reveal. And the conduct of this president office will occupy not only criminal investigators, but investigative reporters, probably for the rest of our natural lives. Uh, Tim, let me ask you this. What do you think can be revealed uh, immediately or in the first years of a post-Trump presidency, uh, assuming that there, there was not something that was earth-shattering in, um, in, in the utmost interest of the American people, um, you know, even if it was the case that there was something that we desperately should have known as a public – Typically, if you look at longstanding investigations, whether it's the Kennedy assassination or the 9-11 commission report, you know, there is a trickle. And and uh, I'm wondering, based on your being a historian of the FBI, what do you think would come soonest, like potentially in a first term of a Biden administration and what would come decades later? The Trump organization is a racketeering organization that has used fraud to extract other people's wealth and to hide that extracted wealth from uh, federal tax authorities for years and decades. I mean, we know a great deal of this thanks to my uh, former colleagues at the New York Times. That's step one. If you know, I ran the circus, which thankfully for America, I don't. Um, I would, uh, in the first days of a Biden administration, uh, uh, order uh, my uh, new directors of the CIA and the FBI to form a very small and very secret mole hunting team. And that team, you, we would not know of the existence of this team, nor would 99.4% of their colleagues know of the invest of the existence of this team. And that team would have carte blanche to look at everything. Um, the intercepted conversations of the National Security Agency, the financial records dug up by the Treasury Department's FinCEN, its money laundering uh, investigative unit. And they would be able to reconstruct what I believe and I think the Mueller investigation, as you noted, just scratched the surface of this. A stunning uh, success by the Russian intelligence services to make Donald Trump an agent of influence in the Oval Office of the White House. Let me define what 
an agent of influence is. Both the American and the Russian intelligence services have a dictionary definition of this. They are slightly different. The American Intelligence Handbook calls an agent of influence a person in a position of power or authority who uses that power to shape public opinion or public policy to the benefit of the intelligence service that manipulates him. The Russians have a slightly different definition, which is they don't care if the agent of influence is under their control. He just has to be influential. Such an investigation would determine that, in fact, Donald Trump is and has been an agent of influence for the Russian Federation since before he took office in this country. And a lot of the evidence is in plain sight, Alexander. There is the possibility that Russian disinformation is going to be exploited, employed and exploited by the Attorney General of the United States, a lackey of, of Donald Trump's, um, to pursue uh, criminal charges, um, uh, of course, unjustified and, and extrajudicial uh, charges against the Democratic nominee for president or his family. You can't just write an indictment on the back of an envelope uh, and deliver it uh, uh, to the American people. Uh, we still have most of the rule of law in this country, despite the best efforts of the president and his attorney general. You cannot write an indictment uh, uh, off the top of your head based on Russian disinformation. You need to impanel a grand jury and submit evidence to the grand jury, and the grand jury has to return an indictment. That isn't happening. Okay. There is no grand jury looking into Joe Biden or, or Hunter Biden, to the best of anyone's knowledge. What is far more likely, and I think inevitable, is that the Russian intelligence services will poison the American body politic with a flurry of disinformation, uh, not simply about Joe Biden and, and, and his, his wayward son, uh, but about the election itself. Uh, they will, uh, and, they, and in this, they have the most powerful agent imaginable, who is the president himself and his allies in the Republican Party. They will, uh, on election night and thereafter, flood the zone uh, of the American mind with the idea that the election was fraudulent with the idea that millions or tens of millions of ballots were in, uh, uh, illegally uh, cast, uh, that uh, despite the fact that Joe Biden will have won by millions and millions of votes uh, and by, you know, I'm projecting here uh, uh, a substantial uh, margin in the, in the electoral college, that it's all fake, okay? And... Trump has seemingly primed the pump for violent insurrection. The Proud Boys are standing by at his call. Um, and, you know, if this happens, and if what looks like a landslide election 
is somehow uh, invalidated by the president if he refuses to leave office, if he refuses to concede, then there is a fair chance that our noble 240-year experiment in American democracy is over. And that would be the ultimate triumph for the Kremlin. Their active measures are not going to escalate to the point of manipulating, uh, polling, uh, poll site um, workers or uh, tallies in individual counties or states, that they would rather have pandemonium here than, than literally elect Donald Trump um, through illegals or you know, cyber espionage or actually espionage in the flesh. I mean, is there the possibility that Russia would escalate its active measures to um, to eliminate uh, votes that are cast for Biden or to uh, turn off the electric grid in major cities that are majority Democratic voters? I mean, would would they consider taking that path as opposed to the path that you're describing, which is um, a, a free and fair and legitimate election in which just Donald Trump is not the winner and see what, let's see what he does under that circumstance. Would, would active measures actually potentially contaminate the ballot box in a way that could be an illegitimate election? Well, let's keep in mind, Alexander, that the Russians' uh, candidate is chaos. They want chaos to win. And Donald Trump is the chaos candidate. And let's approach this as an intelligence officer would and talk about Russian capabilities versus Russian intentions. We know that they have the capability to bring down the electrical grid in a major city. We know, I mean, the Associated Press traditionally counts up the votes as they collect information uh, from uh, the 3,000 plus counties uh, in this country. They can bring down the AP's computers on election night. Uh, They have already implanted malware in the grids of major cities. And with a few keystrokes, uh, they could bring it down. yeah, I mean, that doesn't just mean you can't recharge your phone, okay? That means it goes down and you are plunged into darkness. They absolutely have the capability to do that. They did it uh, in Ukraine. Uh, they broke into the computers of the Central Election Commission on election night and made it look like a fringe pro-Putin candidate had won the presidency. And it took a better part of an hour to to stomp that down. Meanwhile, the news went out all over the world. Uh, Let's talk about their intentions. I believe that they understand that Donald Trump would not retaliate for a cyber attack at that level. And if they thought they could get away with it, there is no question that they're considering it. I think what you're saying ultimately is is that their their intention uh, is to sow um, unrest as they did in 2016, um, but 
even if they do have the capability to try to manipulate the results, it, it doesn't appear that they would take their active measures to that level um, out of you know fear of of, of uh, the ramifications, repercussions should folks discover their intention to you know disrupt the actual vote numbers. The costs to them are minimal and the benefits are incalculable. Anticipating whatever role the FBI may have in overseeing um, the investigation of, of uh, legal infractions, voter intimidation, uh, fraud, and, and other illegal activities that we may see um, on, on Election Day. Uh, what do you expect, if anything, Chris Ray uh, will do if it becomes clear that poll watchers, for instance, are uh, getting violent with voters on Election Day? Um, it, Chris Ray has been uh, somewhat inscrutable, but also clearly uh, not someone who has um, bootlicked the president and uh, and, and has it had something of an independent, an unexpected independent tenure so far from what we can tell. The FBI does not have the capacity to police thousands of polling sites in this country. That would fall to state and local law enforcement. Here's what I think. Do you remember when Trump and Putin met in, in Helsinki in July oh, yeah. 2018? <laughs> right. And a reporter asked both of them, so Russia hacked the election, didn't they? And Trump said, and everybody remembers this, well, you know, my intelligence director tells me it was Russia. I have Vladimir Putin here. He says it wasn't Russia. I don't see any reason why it would be Russia. And at that point, the collective head of the American intelligence community exploded in flames. But no one remembers what Putin said. And Putin said, well, as to who can be believed and who cannot be believed, no one can be believed. There are no facts. There is no truth. That is the pointed end of the spear of Russian political warfare, to get you to believe nothing. Everyone's lying. There are no facts and there is no truth. And this is where we're at right now, Alexander. We are a nation in which happy people are primed to believe wacky conspiracy theories fomented and supported by the president or QAnon, that the Democratic Party is a cabal of Satan-worshipping, blood-drinking baby rapers. Millions of people believe this because they don't believe, you know, it could be true, right? I mean, I heard something about it on Fox News. If the president of the United States or an army of Putin's cyber warriors put it out that the election, despite the numbers you might see on your television screen saying Joe Biden won in the landslide, is a gigantic fraud, they will believe it. And what happens next will determine whether American democracy lives or dies. Tim Weiner, author of The Folly and the Glory, America, Russia, and Political Warfare, 1945. 
to 2020. Thank you so much for your insight today. Thank you, Alexander.